trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 541. I'm Adam and Van Hoek. And here is Robert Haynes. Ah, wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Debbie Melrose. Well, brace yourself, Vinny. Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Is this how time normally passes? Really slowly, in the right order. Ben Shoveler. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Right. No quote then, Ben. <laughs> no. This is just quite. You would have liked this one you know, to you, a degree, you know, Ben, because it's written by is, Richard this Curtis. Is like, this is like being at work when people just abandon me. I, my, my internet keeps uh, on dropping in and out tonight. Oh, this did you really say a quote, you then, my quote while it went quiet? Well, here's my quote for you. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Amy! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Fell down to the ground. So you, you could have used something like um, uh, about Doctor. the kids, wasn't it? It said uh, hyper ginger or something like that. Run! Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> um, can I just say before we start, uh, what is undoubtedly going to be an overly long and dull podcast? Um, can we dedicate this, please, to my father? Who turns 80 years old Blimey. tomorrow? 80 years old for my father! <laughs> well, that would be our congratulations. And this podcast is dedicated to. You should be in on How Aged Are They then? Yeah, well, yes. But that, that would be more of a memory game now than anything else, won't <laughs> it? How old was Happy my dad? Birthday, oh, ben, 80, dad. Yeah. I'm sure he's listening to the show you. as we speak. Right, so start coming through on the live feed, which you can view via God knows why, because you just got to see a picture of me looking all bunged up and everything, on uh, at the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast Facebook group, which you can join. And yes, that's what it's called. Make uh, sure Lillian you Robin says, well, there you are. And then how aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? <laughs> And then Adam needs to check in the recording levels. And then Brandon Moore says, sorry, I'm late. I was being chased around the garden by a giant invisible chicken. Don't worry. I think mm. Van Gogh him. <laughs> I Van Gogh him. Yeah? Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I said that joke really badly. Sorry, Brandon. Uh, if you're going to do jokes, do your, actually record an audio and then they'll be said perfectly right and then, rather than relying on me to cock up the, uh, the, the, the alleged joke. I have COVID, ladies and gentlemen. I am that dedicated to the show that I will do the show while I'm bloody poorly. And the other thing is, I had I went to work all day today, so as I couldn't say to work to the oh, what are you doing a podcast if you're not at work today? Scenario. So I did work all day, having to wear a mask when I could hardly breathe anyway. So that wasn't much fun. On a minute, what you sat you sitting there going, oh how dedicated I am because I'm doing show with COVID. Yeah. Last time you had COVID, we didn't do the show. Yeah. Well, no, because I was off work. <laughs> and now you're saying that it's, you're even worse now than you were you're before. Even worse yeah, no, than no, you no. Were I was work. off work. It wouldn't be appropriate to be off work sick and then do a podcast in the evening. I did work today. So therefore. Yeah. Oh, 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 Adam. Hold, hold on, Adam. There's something here for you. Thank you. <laughs> probably um, the most deserved sarcastic hand clap I've ever had. Um, Brandon Moore said, if it's invisible, 
How can you tell? Because he's got a machine. <laughs> I'm just getting it all out of the way now. Marvellous. Right then. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's not going to be one of them, is it? Um, it is. It right, is. We might, we, might, we, might, we might as well all do it then. <laughs> I coughed away from my microphone. Anyway, it's, it's Van Gogh, isn't it, this episode? Pat Van Gogh? Cough. Van Gogh. No, okay. Um... Okay, so the episode, we're going to skim through this one, Kirby, by the way, before we get all excited and we're going to spend three and a half hours what, re- reviewing the episode sound? we've done before. It's Ben, Kirby, keep up. Yeah. <laughs> Do keep up, dear boy. Oh, my skimming's not doing very well. Anyway, the episode begins with a nice scene of some... Oh, Adam. Uh, ...blowing in the wind. So hold uh, on, and... before you get into it, before you get into it... What? Have you checked your recording yes. levels? And um, there's a, the wheat starts moving because there's it looks like it's actually when you're watching there's uh, just a bit of a weird breeze going through. It turns out it's an invisible monster, uh, and a chap is peering from <laughs> under his hat doing a painting. It looks a bit like a Van Gogh. I uh, know I'm not going to say Van Gogh because I can't do. I've got a bad throat. I did that as a, as a little bonus. No, no Van Gogh. It's Meanwhile, nice. Amy and the Doctor are having a peek around a an exhibition of the work of said uh, artiste and um, with a, one of the best cameos in the history of Doctor Who why that bloke whose name I can't remember have Nye, you got his name right Bill Nye Bill Nye the science guy isn't it no <laughs> I knew you'd go no at that one Kirby so even point Wikipedia to me. points that out I'm going to go thank you very much so Bill Nye, I the science him, guy. I loved him as Willy, when he was William Nye playing Sam Gamgee on the radio serial of the Lord of the Rings. There seems oh, to be really? a painting of uh, Donald Trump on the wall as well. I thought it was quite amusing. Did <laughs> we see that? Very accurate rendition of his uh, hair anyway. I don't remember. Uh, what what doing doing Trump. The interesting bits, Adam, I'm just going to reset everything and come back because it keeps on dropping out. And as amusing as it is not being able to hear you, it doesn't really mean I can take part very well. So I'll, uh, you carry on. I'll be back. Yeah, I need to find my tissues. Right inside, too. Somewhere. Where did I put them? Anyway, uh, yeah, so there's a painting of Donald Trump by Van Gogh. That's the most fascinating part. <laughs> anyway, um, Amy and the Doctor are pursuing, uh, excuse me, looking around this this museum and this bloke is gushing about Van Gogh. I'm just looking at the background actors. I tend to do that nowadays because uh, um, I'm just seeing if Clem So is going to be in the background. He probably hasn't done this episode. He's done quite a few Doctor Who's, but not this one. And, of course, friend of the show, John Davey. But well, they have a look at a close-up of the, uh, sort of close-up look at, at a painting. You'll find there's a monster window of this church, which uh, then intrigues the doctor, and they decide to go back to um, uh, wherever there is it 1890 or 1889. I can't remember where the um, where something like that was living, and they go walking through the streets to this bar where nobody likes him because he's a bit drunk and he doesn't pay his bills apparently. Um, so he's got he's just the local drunk, yeah. Everybody scoffs about his artwork as how rubbish it is and everything, and nobody wants any of it. That's very sort of. I love how they yeah. reproduce the the cafe. Yeah, it's in real nice. life, it's very it's nice. perfect. Convoluted. Well, it's no, not, really. it's oh, not quite perfect. I, like I, I don't know what it means. We're going to use that. They sent a sort of bit. God, haven't time. you finished yet? No, I wish we were. Yes. <laughs> not as much as I do. 
Anyway, so we find that... How um, aged are they? How aged are they? We find <laughs> How that, um, aged are they? According to the TARDIS, um, Dutch people sound Scottish. <clears throat> yes! <laughs> like that, yes. So obviously the, the 12th Doctor was Dutch. Uh, right then, so Anne's the 7th Doctor. Master, well. master, master, master. No, he wasn't Scottish, no. In front of the cafe, when uh, Vincent comes out and he's trying to get trade the picture for a drink and everything, and uh, the doctor interrupts and says he'll pay for the drink, mm-hmm. and uh, Vincent says no, and then he makes a comment about uh, his fair companion mm-hmm. before he's even seen that Amy is there with him. Oh. Salvador Dali very famously used to uh, go out and pay um, or go out and have massively expensive meals uh, in restaurants. And then it would come to the end of the night after they bought all the finest food in the land and uh, the bill would be bought over. And then Salvador Dali would write a check. And just before he signed it and handed it to the proprietor for thousands of whatever's, he turned it over. And he did a little original drawing on the back. <laughs> to which, obviously, the owner of the restaurant was like, Ah, oh, Mr. Dali, you've done me in an original Dali. And the check got obviously framed and put on the wall and never cashed. And so he ate for free all the time. I think it's a genius idea. I love it. I tried it that once. It's a very good idea. I had to pay for my Big Mac after all. <laughs> anyway, what's uh, a check? What, you up to? what? What's a check? It's something we used to use back in the 1980s, dear boy. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> right, so... Um, Stop dying. Oh, wrong bit of music. That was your fault, Ben. <laughs> or, or just die quicker. The right bit of music yeah, cle- queued up and, and everything. <laughs> Tim Drury says, disappointed, thought Adam would buy some sunflowers for this episode. Um I've got sunflowers. They're coming to the end, I think, sunflowers, as far as uh, availability to buy is concerned, anyway. So apologies for that. I should have perhaps bought um, the uh, Pandorica Opens. Oh, our neighbours gave me some sunflowers. uh, currently available through Levati. I've got some sunflower seeds to eat. Ah. I've got sunflower seeds to eat. I eat them, yeah. Oh, sunflower seeds, yeah. The the hamster used to like sunflowers once upon a time. Well, I friend. eat sunflower seeds with on broccoli. It's nice. Anyway, so Vincent takes an immediate shine to um, Amy. Who wouldn't? Uh, I got there. I saw her first. I should say I saw her first. Anyway, and um, yeah, there's um, a bit of a skirmish in the streets with this, which um, they think everybody thinks Vincent's mad. Well, he was a bit, but they, they don't realise what's actually going on. And to cut a long story short, there's an invisible monster. I lost my mind. Uh, running around. There's a lot of um, sort of random conversations going on while, while they get to know, and we get to know the character of Vincent, and uh, brilliantly portrayed by uh, the actor. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. Um, Absolutely the, fantastic. Like he, um, fantastic. He's He's, you know... He's right greatly, is. He's right greatly, is it? <clears throat> Eventually, they start fighting this uh, uh, invisible monster with sticks. And um, does the Vincent sorry does the invisible it. monster have sticks or are they fighting the they're invisible fighting monster using with sticks it? against invisible monster invisible right so, the, so they're monster. not fighting again against an invisible monster with yeah. sticks they're fighting against they're an invisible monster with sticks monster. yes that's probably, probably what they're using saying. sticks to fight an invisible monster 
what I just said. Are they using invisible <laughs> sticks to fight an invisible monster? It's more like branches, really, than sticks. But anyway, um, everything's invisible. It's an invisible church and everything. Vincent <laughs> is the only person that can actually see this this monster. Anyway, the Doctor goes into the TARDIS well, to create. We see oh, it. Please, be quiet. To go uh, to create <laughs> a machine so he can see it too. Uh, and Kirby got exceptionally excited. Uh, I could oh, feel yeah. the, the sort of waves through the planet's um, mantle of him getting excited when the little machine printed out, printed out his identity as William Hartnell, the first Doctor. He, it it he shows, it shows both the first and the second Doctor. I don't care. Anyway, so the yeah, machine worked quite well. And, uh, the well, why did that, you bring it up? Because I, I, I know you were going to get excited about it, Kirby. That's why. Anyway, Branamore says, Lillian Robin, yes. because Colonel Sanders was chasing after him. This is what the joke is. Lillian said, how can you tell if it's a chicken? And Brandon says, Colonel Sanders was chasing after him. Well, I liked it. <clears throat> anyway. So did I on Friday night when I destroyed a bucket. Well, Absolutely okay. destroyed I, I did it. like Kirby. But they have made everything smaller. Have you noticed that, Ben? <clears throat> Uh, no, I think that's just your mouth. Chickens. That's just your mouth getting bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so one the next morning. So the next morning, everybody wakes up and there's sunflowers everywhere. And Amy's starting to do a bit of a rose. Remember Rose in that that sort of werewolf story where she kept on trying to get Queen Victoria to say uh, we are not amused. Amy's trying to get um, persuade uh, Van Gogh to paint some sunflowers. and he doesn't want to. I love that. <laughs> I don't want to. Anyway, moving on. Oh, yeah, there's, he has a bit of a funny turn. Uh, Vincent he sort of has one of his manic sort of uh, bipolar moments. And uh, there's lots of his artwork around the uh, I had a Manic Street studio. Preachers moment earlier. <clears throat> Pardon? I had a Manic Street Preachers moment earlier. Did oh, we did as well here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> the doctor comes up with this plan that, that, that uh, Vincent paints the the um, the monsters. So they take him to the church, and um, yeah, get me to the church. After John, a very um... very long time, illustrated by the doctor when he said, uh, "Does time really pass like this?" Yes, does that was time really pass like this? Um, he eventually you may have noticed that was Kirby's quote if he didn't point it out. Sort of paint the. Uh, the monster. The, the doctor gets out his little machine. Uh, did it go ding? I don't know. He got him out of that little machine. No, it didn't. No, it's, it's referred to as a gizmo at one point. Yeah. I think it went bop, didn't it? Lillian Robin says Kentucky Fried Crafaeus. That's what it was called, wasn't it? A Crafaeus or something? Crafaeus. My DVD has stopped playing oh, that. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Stop the podcast, so, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> So within the church, um, they get they trap the creature, who is trapped, funny, and they start having um, a bit of a fight with it. To cut a long story, because Amy's was told not I to go into the church, but of course she does, uh, and she did warn Vincent that she would. And uh, there's a bit of a sort of um, after a bit of hiding and whatever shouting, and, and then they discover that it's blind. They discover that it's blind, and um, eventually after. Um, Sort of, they lie on the ground, look at the scars. Yeah, so this, this is quite early in the story that it finishes, to be fair. Um, they discover it's blinded and they accidentally kill it. And, well, uh, Vincent does. What? Yeah, he, he, he only meant to wound it, he says. Yeah. And he's quite yeah. uh, mortified yeah. by the fact only that Only a flesh wound. Because he, he was scared <laughs> and uh, it's quite a sad moment as the chicken dies and of course not too sad for the villagers. You know, of course, it's a rather large chicken. Because <laughs> it had just crossed the road. 
So anyway, so they lie in their bats, stare at the skies, talk about the stars, and you know, giving Vincent an idea to paint a painting about the stars and stuff. And then the doctor comes starry, up with this plan starry to night. take Vincent. Uh, master, 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 master. Danger. By this point, he had already painted Starry Night, and it was oddly enough, he didn't know he was becoming famous, but it was already on exhibition in Paris. And people were commenting about it, but he didn't know it. Thank you for that, Kirby. That's Don, sad, isn't it? That's Don McLean had already recorded it, recorded the song as well by that point. So anyway, right. the Doctor comes up with this plan of taking um, Vincent to see a, a, a modern day exhibition of his work, uh, uh, but the TARDIS is covered in posters uh, as they uh, sort of make their way. That is, I think that is one of my favorite things. I've, I've have been trying to remember for a long time what was the episode where the TARDIS was covered uh, in Vincent posters, and, the and then when it travels. It, they burn off, and I finally... Vincent and the Doctor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he gets all teary-eyed, uh, especially when Bill Nye, science guy, tells him um, <laughs> how wonderful um, the Van Gogh's work is, and he takes him out. It doesn't look like the Musée d'Orsay at all. It looks like the, uh, the same museum that they're always filming in Wales. Oh, does it? Well, what a surprise. Anyway, so they take home. Amy's all excited because they do, think they Do you changed. remember the Sarah Jane where uh, the Mona Lisa was on exhibit in this museum? No, I, I do remember that episode, but I wasn't actually thinking about it at the moment. Anyway, uh, uh, so Amy thinks that, that history's changed because she sort of had a bit of a soft spot for uh, or, uh, Vincent. And, uh, of course, she then ends up being all teary-eyed because... He still dies and still commits suicide, but there's a an extra little painting or a wording on one of the paintings that says, um, "What does it say? Something about Pardon. for Amy Vincent." Yes. For Amy. Yes. For and, Amy, uh, and the the Grafeus is no longer in the window of the church. He's not. That's the other bit that was different. Yes. So there was a slight change to history, but there you go. And that was Vincent and, and, and the and doctor. And you know, we when I was living uh, with my sister. We had the, that sunflower, a print of the sunflowers in the hallway, and it didn't say for Amy for some reason. It didn't say what? It did not have it's the for Amy. He's making a joke, Adam. <laughs> He's uh, got COVID. He's not very oh, clever. <laughs> I had a funny, um, like a hallucination. When I had flu once when I was a teenager, I had a hallucination. I can't remember Just what the hallucination once. was. I think it was a, when I, had, I, I was a teenager, I had flu once. This isn't flu, this is COVID. But I, I had this... I was in bed and I was feeling really rough and I sort of looked up and this great big thumb was coming down to to squash me, basically. That's quite a nasty uh, hallucination. Had you just Today, been watching not Monty so Python? Nasty hallucination. <laughs> not so nasty. As, as I was setting up the show, magic walked past me and went into the other room. Quite clearly, oh. him, and I thought, oh, it can't be him, he's dead. Right. And then I was just went out to the car to find my microphone set up, and it wasn't in the car. Uh, and there he was again, walking around the back of the car. He wouldn't have been walking around the back of the car because he wouldn't have allowed out the front. So, um, yeah, so I'm God knows it. what I'm going to see during the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm a bit worried about you now. Yeah. <laughs> when I hallucinate, I see fish swimming in the air. It's weird. Every it's time. Fish swimming in the no, air. You've seen that Doctor Who episode then, have you? Now. Isn't that the Christmas special? Yes, it is. Yeah, was that it was a, by bit, you, then? a bit of a deja vu moment when that one came Oh, uh, so basically... Um, Moffat's nicked your idea. No, it's not my idea. I certainly don't <laughs> want to see that. It's these things. These are Nurofen cold and flu tablets, and when you're really ill and you take these, they, they, they're quite funky. Have you, have you, been, have you laid off the cocaine this weekend? No, it's only Nurofen cold. They don't go together well. They, they are 
they yeah they make you they dry you out but they give you some weird stuff uh right then and they don't normally i take them up no <laughs> i've got, I've got a friend for some reason like with this particular illness they make me go funny i can't even see straight everything's fuzzy Oh, there it is, right. Uh, well, I was going to talk about Vincent and the Doctor, wasn't I? But I got interrupted, as per usual. You should be in bed. Yeah, Vincent and the Doctor. Right, then, so I think this is actually a charming little story. I could always pick holes in certain aspects of it. Um, it wasn't really a story for me. I think it was just uh, a little um, fun that we meet, uh, get an opportunity to meet a Vince Vignette. McLaughlin, and an actor that played the part in, in a way that you actually believe that was Vincent. A lovely little cameo by Bill Nye, the science guy. Um... The story itself is very compacted, I think. It was really only about 25 minutes long because all the other stuff was just, um, you know, getting Vincent the chance to come and see that everybody appreciates his work and the doctor do something good that he shouldn't really be doing for that matter, really. And um, and having Richard Curtis write a Doctor Who story. So all in all, it was very pretty as well. I forgot to mention that. All in all, it was um, just quite a fun little story. I, I don't think... I. I don't want to sort of slag it off at all because it was enjoyable. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. I can't ask you what you thought about it, Ben, because obviously you've never seen it, so don't feel. Well, no, you know, I hard do have a by. comment on it actually. What? I do have a comment because I do oh, kind okay. of remember it. How can you remember? I thought you'd never seen it. No, of course I've seen this one. I watched it first time round before I realised how appalling everything was going. <laughs> Go on then. Well, what I'd like to say is, starry, starry night. Paint your palette blue and grey. Look out on a summer's day with eyes that know the darkness of my soul. Shadows on the hills, sketch the trees and daffodils. Catch the breeze and the winter chills in colours on the snowy linen land. Now, I understand what you tried to say to me and how you suffered for your sanity and how you tried to set them free. They would not listen. They do not listen now. Perhaps. I can't find the... Now. What? Anyway, it was all right. Okay, I thought it might be. Uh, right then, Robert, what did you think of it? Oh, jeez. Where is he? In fact, I haven't heard much from him. No, no, no. Robert usually mutes and then he forgets sometimes like but, I do. But oh, he yes, forgets. Yes. There you go. Hello, Robert. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. That's a stupid thing, right? What, that you're doing the podcast tonight? <laughs> no, he muted. down and it, every time I lean or something, it presses the bloody mute. So. Well, the, my advice ah. to you is not to lean. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, are you just yeah, are I... you being a casual podcaster because you're leaning? <laughs> casual, <laughs> casual pod. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I quite like it. Uh, it's a bit sad uh, at the end, though. Um, of course, knowing what happens. But um, yeah, I I think it's uh, very educational too uh, yeah. for the young ones to get to um, find out a bit more about his life. Albeit in a. Uh... What's Rick Mail got to do with this? Rick Mail. Yeah. You said <laughs> for the you said for the young ones to find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Ding. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but um, yeah, it's okay. I quite like it. Um, if I do get a bit annoyed with some stupid lines like the. Um, like Kirby's quote of the the day, um, and just some of the 
silly little things they get Matt Smith to do, which comes across as a bit too, too comic-y. It's like adding, it's trying to be too hard to be funny kind of thing. Uh, and I don't like that. I prefer things to be more organic. But uh, it's a small complaint. And I do love the little thing when they're staring up into the sky and goes Sorry, all swirly. Starry night. Again. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Robert. well done. Debbie, what did you think? I enjoy this one. Okay, right. Um, Kirby, what, are we no, joking? <laughs> only joking. That's all I was going to say. There you go. I enjoyed this one. There you go. Okay. Really? So this, the production meeting saying that we need to do it a little bit faster, that really hit home with <laughs> something. Sorry, there is a rule, Mrs. Melrose, that you must say more than three words. Yes, I know. But I'm just saying you, you're the one that moved it on. So I'm I like... was joking. <laughs> no, I like this one. It's it's um That's it's three bit, words. <laughs> it's more than it's more than a bit silly, obviously, but it's also it, as you say, it's educational and it it introduced a lot of people, reintroduced a lot of people to um, Vincent Van Gogh, and just I think the the use of the set pieces, you know, with the where his pictures and the, as you say the cafe, and then you've got his room, and it's just I think that's just. A lovely homage to him, and yeah, having Bill Nye in it is just always the icing uh, on the cake. Bill Nye, science guy, like, thank you. The, the palette for this one again is really good. Obviously inspired by his works as well. It tasted great, yes. <laughs> and ah. the music. <laughs> what? The music, music really leads it on, and then very, it's very sympathetic as well. The way they use it for Vincent, and I, oh yeah, really liked. Thank you, uh, Debbie Kirby. What did you think? I've I've gone through a bit of a roller coaster with this one. Uh, what was the roller coaster? Was it one no. of those ones where your feet are dangling, no, was or was it one where you sat down? Like like uh, Rona Keating's Upside roller coaster. Wait, when this when this one first came out, I I liked it a little bit, and then I just listened. I I listened to our first. I mean, th this is the second time it's been talked about on the podcast, but the first time was just uh, Adam and. Uh, Alicia, that's her. That's her name. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. <laughs> but then, then when we did it, when we did it nine years ago, I was very critical of it. I, I, was, <gasps> I was getting really irritated at some of the why, <clears throat> some of the things. But, <laughs> but after watching it again yesterday and finding myself practically in tears at the end, yeah, yeah, uh, and overlooking all of the issues i had with it before i absolutely love this one and i've somehow become very sentimental about it that means uh, if we ever did this one again you'd hate it again well that's never gonna happen Kevin, so <laughs> we'll stick on you loved it and, and, and leave it at that yeah go back and listen it was it's it just little oh. things i oh i didn't like i didn't like the idea of the invisible chicken turkey whatever it is <laughs> chicken uh, a turkey. <laughs> I uh, had. What were some of the other issues? There was some 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 historical issues. Well, and you know, I just came up with a. I just came up with a, with a historical one now, but it doesn't bother me. I actually didn't know nine years ago that the Starry Night was on display and was being commented upon during this period of his life. So. 
I just found that out there. asking him that question, <laughs> extending that part of the show by about eight minutes. Right then, so now we can move on to Kirby's special feedback section. I thought there was a theme tune for this. There is. Hold on. Oh. What's that? <laughs> Asks you what you think, and it normally goes well. But as he's an American, it's clucking hell. So here's what <laughs> you think in content it doesn't lack. It's Kirby Bartlett's slow <laughs> and his amazing backpack. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? Am I the Explorer with the backpack? Uh, well, I, well, I, I, seem, I seem to have noticed you have got an awful lot yes. to, uh, to read here, Kirby. So <laughs> this actually should move the show on quite nicely. Did, did you ever see a couple of years ago they put out a, a live action Dora the Explorer movie? Yes, it was I like, have, I've had to sit through that. God knows how many times. No, time. I haven't. It's I hilarious. I love Why it. Why are you watching it, Kirby? <laughs> what? Why are you watching it, Kirby? Don't ask questions like that. Yes. It, it, it was funny. Yeah, anyway, it was. We 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 don't have a lot of people feeding back lately, unless you've got some audio feedback. Because uh, just get on with it. Get on with it. Uh, Neil James says Vincent and the Doctor. Doctor Who is a show with a history of stunt casting in both classic and new Who. There are plenty of examples of big name guest stars. Hello, Bill Nye. Science guy. Science guy. <laughs> with, with, <the production laughs> team, with the production team understandably casting the flavor of the month in terms of current actors. So with that in mind, I will always be so thankful that this trend did not happen with this story in the case of Vincent. Tony Curran is simply majestic as a disturbed and down on his luck painter. He, and he makes this episode shine so brightly. And of course, it helps that he looks so much like Van Gogh. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, Kirby's gone down with COVID. So it's duck in here. COVID's transmissible. Oh, you got to go through microphones and earphones. Oh, <laughs> 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 He can do that. Adam, was that you? Mm. He continues. All right. I'm not really a fan of Richard Curtis typical brand of schmaltz Ooh. and if someone were to describe the scene of vincent being shown his work in the museum played out to the strains of a dreary generic indie track i would normally be reaching in haste for the vomit bag <laughs> for, for some inexplicable reason i find it completely and utterly beautiful yes yes i agree the whole episode has this gorgeous orange glow to it and the location work in croatia is stunning I always prefer Amy without Rory, so that's another box tick for me. Mm -hmm. This is also one of my favorite Matt Smith performances. Finally, I really enjoyed the fight sequence with the invisible monster. How do you know it's invisible? How do you know it's a chicken? Anyway, speaking of the monster, yes, the CGI is a bit ropey, but being a fan of 1983's Ark of Infinity, I have no issues with massive alien chickens. In, <laughs> fa in fact, I rather like them, so it's all good for me. Five stars out of five. Yes. Uh, Mr. M says, Pew! Yeah, well, you know why? Because I have uh, something from. Well, so I've, I've sent it to someone yeah. to, to dictate. Yeah, that, I'm that, trying to conserve what's left of my voice. I do quite that, sound that, quite oh, sexy, oh, don't I, I, I did remember something I didn't like about it. I did remember something else I didn't like about it nine years ago. Oh, go on then. What? I, I, was it the food you were eating as you were watching it? You particularly didn't like the garlic in, in the yeah. pasta? 
Yeah. In the chicken. Was that it? Probably. I didn't like the whole idea of the chicken. You didn't, you didn't like the whole of the chicken. Well, that's not the bit you meant to eat. Did it nearly make you turn <laughs> vegan? That, that's the question. And and and, and actually yeah. having the chicken in the painting is what drove the episode. It was. It was necessary. Go ahead. Well, good evening, 20 Meg Writers. I'm Johnny here. It's uh, 7 o'clock on Saturday night. I've just been doing the ironing using my replacement new ironing board because the one oh I had thought was broke on the first <laughs> attempt. And it's appalling. British workmanship just not what he was. I'm just going to hang on the wall. Anyway, I watch it be storm again. Uh, Vincent's Doctor. And yeah, I mean, it's, he enjoyed it. And, you know, the monster chicken he thought was quite funny and a bit scary <laughs> at times. But uh, monster chicken. I mean, yeah. It didn't really get a good reception, did it? But the, it wasn't really the point. The point was that no. it was more of a mental, if you pardon that episode, in terms of the way it's looking at the way that someone's mind works, but also how the Doctor cannot go back and change something, can do good. I mean, perhaps he made Vincent happier, but it didn't ultimately change history. Um, and it's, it's also more about uh, Amy. She doesn't know she's missing Rory. Vincent can sense something. Doctor's actually obviously doing his recompense for the fact he's lost him and actually does call Vincent Rory at one point. But Vincent can spot there's something up with, with uh, Amy that he, she doesn't know, she doesn't understand, she doesn't see. The Doctor obviously knows it. So I think that's why it's more about the, the way people behave, the way people act. Um, the, doc, the, the villagers, they were scared of Vincent, they thought he's behind the murders perhaps. Um, though I don't think he was capable of doing what this, uh, the monster chicken was. And it's also interesting, yeah, I call it monster chicken, the way that it was a creature being left behind, been abandoned, and it was just scared. I mean, it's, in a way, that is probably true of any sentient being. If you're abandoned, you're scared, you lash out, as it did, and it died. But it, it, was, it wasn't a very good realistic monster, it was very scary, but it, it wasn't really important. It was the concept that it presented what's perhaps more important about you know being alone being scared and lashing out and in a way that's what vincent did he was alone he was scared you know probably an alcoholic um you know very sad the way you know age 37 he killed himself through depression and he's in <coughs> excuse me do the problem. it's interesting now just a quick sip for my uh yellow tail silver blog just a wet night excuse me excuse me it's a weird Buzzing. That it's very relevant now. I think you know now post pandemic or hopefully post pandemic. I think there's a greater understanding, a greater acceptance that mental health issues are real. I mean, you know, 20, 30 years ago, if anyone said depressed, yeah, pull yourself right. together. What's your problem? I think we do know more. And uh, being married to someone cool. who is a trained counselor has her own counselling business. And actually, interestingly, I, uh, the rugby tournament I played in today, my lift there is a trained counselor at the Priory. We were talking about counselling issues, and it's. This one's episode shows a great understanding of people's mental health and how important it is and how it isn't simple. You know, just as bodies can break, so minds can break and bodies can be repaired, minds can be repaired. I think that's what this was showing. It's obviously had a, played a larger part in the whole Amy's lost Rory. And, you know, we do know, as we've all seen it, that spoilers, Amy's going to get Rory back. But I think that's what was important here. And it's it's one of those things that actually does improve as you watch it. When you watch it again and you actually understand it more. I mean, I do remember at the end of this original broadcast, there was anyone's been affected, please, the helpline number. And there was a lot of mockery. I think it's the right word to use made of this. If that was been broadcast now and done now, I don't think that mockery would occur because people are are genuinely more understanding what it was. The episode itself. Yeah. I mean, Tony Curran did play, you know, from what we've seen of Van Gogh, did play very well. Bill Nye, interestingly uncredited, 
no one i don't know why he wasn't uncredited <laughs> you know perhaps he chose not to but everyone knows who he is and i think the bit at the end where he takes vincent to the musée d'orsay which is an amazing place and it's just his reaction hearing the words and it's being valued you know it's it's one of the greatest things that you know somebody you can know that somebody somewhere values you and i think that's what's important that's what this episode is about and it just shows the change, the difference a doctor can make, not just to a physical thing, but to a mental thing. So there you go. Anyway, be seeing you. Uh, thank you, Andy. I, I just want to make uh, Ben aware that uh, I think we've lost uh, the councillor in regards to uh, feedback. Uh, I know you're a very, very good friend of me and you agree with, with all his uh, political policies, um, mm, but mm, you might mm. want to reach out to him, Ben. Mm. Yes, I will. Um, I will uh, through the appropriate chambers uh, find out where our good councillor friend has disappeared to. And, uh, <laughs> Is see he okay? We... I don't know. That's the point. Um, I, I haven't heard it. Maybe he's got fed up of the mockery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you lot had been nicer to him over the years, yeah, us lot, yeah. <laughs> oh god, then he might still be here. I mean, that's 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 the only warning I've got for you. Be nice, people. Be nice. Okay. Well, so, Debbie Melrose has some blurb to dictate. She does indeed. Just finding it. Here we are. Well, this one is written by Richard Curtis, so we knew it would be good. This is a two-pronged story. There is the study of poor old Vincent and a blind alien stuck on Earth. There are some great one-liners in this show. Shh, I'm working. Oh no, the alien got easeled to death. Someone redecorate the TARDIS while they were away. I don't like it. <laughs> this is a very good study of Vincent. Dr Black, played by Bill Nye, saying that he thought Vincent was That's the best actor ever, was a very moving scene. I bet all these people who would not accept one of his paintings as payments were kicking themselves when he died. I'm not sure if Mr. Curtis is saying the doctor was to blame for Vincent killing himself or if he prolonged his life a while longer, but it was a great introduction to Van Gogh for anyone who had not seen his paintings. Adam will like the next one. It has football in it. Stay safe and well, everybody. <laughs> Linda and Terry Miles. <laughs> well, you say that, but Adam supports Southampton, so I don't see the correlation between them and football at the moment. They do well, are they? I forgot that's the next one. But then again, you can't do a lot of talking. Yeah, I know, Kev, yes, don't I'm worry. <laughs> anyway, uh, and somebody else who hasn't provided any recent feedback because they need some new kit. Hello, 20 Megawatt Podcast, this is in Kirk. Saying the doctor's real name opens his tomb. Could it be Abracadabra? Ow, sorry, my, my, then again, my, Dorian is said it was hidden in plain sight. Yeah. Could it be Sweetie? This is the wrong feedback. Vincent and the Doctor by Richard Curtis. Ah, there we go. The wheat in the opening scene reminds me of Let's Kill Hitler, where the car is driving through the wheat field. Why is the Doctor in such a tearing hurry to get back to Vincent's time? It seems he's just impetuous, because he can go whenever he wants. The Doctor says half of Vincent's paintings in the museum will vanish if he is killed. Time rewritten. Amy and the Doctor failed to prevent Vincent's suicide. Time staying the same. When the Doctor is going to fight the monster, he sees the carving of St George and the dragon. 
If they must have an actress as the next Doctor, how about Nicola Bryant, after she has finished with King Ikanos? I can say the next actor to play the Doctor will be... Taller than General Louise, unless it is Warwick Davis. But he's more of a character actor than leading man. Bye for now. Yes, obviously that was uh, quite a long time ago, talking about people who are likely to play the Doctor. That email came in on... Oh, well, it doesn't have the date on it. Oh, bum. Oh, it's that, sorry. Uh, 2013. Um, 6th of the 9th. Wow. 9th no, of the... Stupid American dates. 9th <laughs> of the 6th. Bloody hell, that's... They're a, never going to have a female uh, doctor. What a stupid yeah. question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, well, it would re- the show, I mean, the show would just go down the pan if, if that was the case. Yes, indeed, right. Um, let's see if we can play this bit of music. They're probably... I was sitting around Trying to find someone to sit Then I realised It was time for Ben's bit Doing Brandon Moore. Yeah, that's you, Ben. Oh, it's me, is it? Well, you didn't, you know... Ben, it, well, it said time for Ben's bit. Oh, I didn't hear that bit. <laughs> I remember watching Michelangelo painting the Sistine Chapel. Wow, what a whinger. Unfortunately, I missed last week's recording as I was on holiday. I did not go to Rio, but I'm glad Amy dressed for its last episode. <laughs> I really like The Hungry Earth, and I don't get why so many people put it down. Don't get me wrong, it's not the greatest story, but I would give both parts 7.5 slash 10. And it's Chibnall's best Doctor Who script, which isn't saying much. Saying much, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Vincent. Exactly. I've lost my place now. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> I've found the word Vincent again. I'll go from there. Vincent and the Doctor by Richard Curtis. This is a story with a great reputation, and mostly it is a deserved one. However, on first broadcast, I didn't particularly love this one, though it has grown on me considerably over the years. Oh, okay. I'll do it like you. It is a beautiful (laughs) tale focusing on depression and grief, told with no, actually, I just need to correct that bit because it's not grief, it's actually mobility because people, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It is a beautiful tale focusing on depression and grief, told with just the right amount of. And balance for a family show. And these things are much better appreciated as an adult than as a 13-year-old. A giant invisible chicken looks best when it is, well, invisible. And ultimately, <laughs> foul killing aside, it is a story where little happens. Foul this killing. Is a bad thing. This story is a gentle break, and it's wonderful. Tony Curran is... Oh, and, and it's wonderful. It's full stop. I didn't <laughs> see that. Oh, now it makes a lot more sense. No, you Tony Curran is, is extraordinary as Van Gogh. And the recreation, uh, recreation of some of his paintings is a testament to the skill of the art department's photocopier. <laughs> Karen Gillan is hot, and I can see why Vincent was so taken with her. Oh, and Bill Nye, science guy, is a great uh, is great in his hundred word speech. The choice of a contemporary song instead of Murray Gold music to soundtrack the moment is an interesting decision, and works well in this instance. Overall, a very solid eight slash ten. Next time, two dots. Very Aikman Road, three dots. Thank you. 
Let's see if anybody's said anything. No. Can, I, can I say something about the episode? Which I, I thought to you mention. already had that opportunity, Robert. I mean, if we're going to go on like this... Say it again. You forgot no, to mention... So I only thought, I only thought after the fact. Go on, then. Go on, then. It was, go on. It was about the fact that, you know, when they come back and they find that the chicken's not in the church anymore... Yeah. It's a turkey. Okay. It's a chicken. So, obviously, so obviously it was painted without the chicken, right? So that means when that? they went back, when they went there the first time, it should have been gone because they wouldn't have been there to have made them go back. The paradox, isn't it? Well, why do you well, get the fight music? If I can add something as well, actually, if we're if we're, if we're adding things that we've forgotten to say, yeah, um, in um, in the Christmas invasion. I really like it. <laughs> I like it when his hand gets chopped off and regrows as a little stubby hand thing. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for uh, what's that bloody thing called again? Oh, how I hate you. You need to give me a bit more warning than that because I don't even have the glasses on. I haven't got any paper ready. <gasps> I haven't got the pen. Oh, that's last week's play. Uh, right, shout oh. hi if you're here. I've got a Debbie. I've got a hi Andrew. if you're here. I've got a Kirby. Hi if you're here. And hi, I, I also have a Robert. So I need to put a line down there, a line across there, like a one, a two, a three, and a T. A line down there, a line down there, a line down there, and then I can. A line down there, a line down there. And now, live from the Indie Rock Disco Radio Studio One. Oh, you might notice some uh, some new uh, some new words at the beginning of this. I might have might have changed the introduction somewhat. And now, live from the Indie Rock Disco Radio Studio One. Not this bit. Okay. So nobody's talking about this. Is how aged are they? How aged are they? What? How aged are they? Who are you? How aged are they? That's what the game's about. All oh, right. How aged are they? What? How aged are they? Come on then. How aged are they? Get ready no, to fun. find out. Sorry, I was just having a drink. Hello and welcome to How Aged Are They, the Doctor Who actor who's recently had a birthday aged guessing quiz. The rules are simple, so I don't need explaining again. The contestants will probably be as useless as Man United's defence, or to make that more make sense for our American listeners, defence. Enough faff, let's play How Aged Are They. Round one, Nicholas Briggs was the voice of the Daleks, born on the 29th of September. But how aged is Nicholas Prig- Briggs? <laughs> Nicholas Briggs, Deborah. Uh, I think 60. Adam. Uh, uh, um, 55. Kirkby. I know this one because I've met him and he is one year younger than I am. He's 61. And Robert. I was going to say 64. Well, as he says, he knows it. He could be uh, just Obviously, Kirby's got it right. Uh, uh, so, so play clever then. Yeah. So, so what number are you going to say, Robert? Robert. Uh, what? 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 What did you say? Yeah, what, what number, number are you going, are you going for? to say? 
if, no, if you I, if you think I, Kirby's right, I'm just going to go with what I fit. Oh, no, come on, play the game. Thought, and I was going to say 64, sir. So well, well, I heard 62. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is like a little bit more sensible. Do you know what I would have done? I would have said 61. Um, round two is Tallulah <laughs> Riley. Tallulah Riley played the Mr. Evangelista in Silence of the Light in the library and Forest of the Dead. She was also born on the 26th of September, as were other people born on the 26th of September. But how aged are they? Adam, Tallulah, Riley, Miss Evangelista. What's her age? How aged yeah, are really they? Give me time to think about it. Uh, no cheating. 34. 34, you say. Robert. What's that? <laughs> That's Sorry, it. can you ask the question again? I didn't hear. Tallulah, Riley, Miss Evangelista. How old is she? That's the I age just don't think who... That buzzing's back. Stop googling. I can't hear any buzzing. There's no buzzing, Kirby. You keep saying there's buzzing. And there's no, no, I hear it, Kirby. I do hear it. So it's either me or you. Or Probably the other one. Probably my tinnitus, Kirby. Yeah, I can hear tinnitus. Anyway, out this bloody hell. We've played this game for the last 25 months. Can someone <laughs> tell Robert how we play it? Give me a number, Robert. I don't know who the person is. Miss Evangelista. Miss Evangelista. Who was she, though? Silence of the, the library. library. The wonky-faced woman who died and said, oh, can I speak to the nice woman, please? The, the one ice, that cream, the, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice yeah. cream. The one that looked a little bit 50. like Liv Tyler. Don't say what, 50 what anything. Been or so far? Will you stop helping Robert? Well, he, he clearly needs the bloody help, Deb. <laughs> I missed it, too. Because uh, my tendencies is very loud. and it's My tendencies is very loud. I've got it in this ear. I can't hear a bloody pick, thing out of it. Pick a number. Guess an age. He's Googling. 54? I don't know what everybody else says yet. 54, he says. Well, you got a number out of Kirby. Uh, 36. And Debbie. 38. See, that's how quick it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, yeah. Robert, you've let me down, mate. You've let me down. Around three. Oh, the wonderful Ian McNeese, who plays Winston Churchill in several episodes oh. of Doctor Who, but also plays Bert Large in um, Doc Martin and is absolutely, truly wonderful. He was born on the 2nd of October, which, hold on a minute, is the day we're doing the recording of this program. Happy birthday, Ian McNeese. Happy birthday, McNeese. Ah. Uh, so Ian McNeese plays Winston Churchill, born on the 2nd of October, but how aged are they? Robert, um, I'll ask you now, but then I'll ask everyone else, because by the time I've got through everyone, you might have a number. 76. What? You're not meant to give me a number. 76, 76, 76. Kirby. Yeah. Uh, 70. Uh, uh, oh, God, who should we have? We'll have Adam. Uh, 75. And Debbie. 73. That's lovely. There are three people. We'll do some adding up and some sums and enough and stuff. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes with the answers and the results in how aged are they? Thank you very much for playing everyone except Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Thank mate. Thank you. Of course I'm joking. It's all for the laughs. All <laughs> yes. uh, right, Doctor Who news. I've got some Doctor Who news, but you do yours first because I've got to do some sums. Okay. The stuff has actually been coming through on uh, for, for once on DoctorWhoNews.net. Uh, Doctor Who Origins, uh, gripping con- conclusion to the Fugitive Doctor's comic debut is out today. Uh, that would have been on the 31st of August. 
quite good, these comics, actually. Uh, <clears throat> Black Archive 60, Sunmakers, uh, is also... It says the latest uh, series... Yeah, your recording levels do? are terrible. What? Yeah. Have you checked your recording levels? Have you checked you your recording quiet, levels? Adam. What are you talking about? You're really quiet, and you have been most of the evening. Yeah. That's because I've got... Well, no, unfortunately, it's not, because your recording levels are low. <laughs> well, it's coming through the, the video camera. Ah, oh, this is the one I turned the volume down on. Ah, thank you for telling me that now. Why are you telling me that now? Oh, there he is, everyone. He's going to join Unbelievable. In. This, hey, Adam's here. You Burks, this camera was set to uh, to have the audio levels <laughs> turned down because I was filming a, a, a performance on, on stage and it, I didn't want it to... Um, it says audio. Oh, yeah. I didn't you want it to stage? burn out. What were you performing? Oh, no, it's sorry. It says auto on it. Oklahoma. No, somebody, somebody was playing a live. <laughs> somebody was doing a gig and I was just recording. And it was not this camera. Shut up. Right then, where do we get up to? Where do we get up to? Um, yeah, so uh, the Black Archive, Sunmakers, whatever that is, it says uh, latest in the series of Black Archive books oh. from Obverse Ob- Ob- Books looks like the fourth Doctor story, Sunmakers. Silver screen to release the soundtrack for Flux. Great, won't be buying that. Um, and Ninth Doctor meets the Sea Devils for Big Finish. Yes, Big Finish Productions Ooh, has released good. details of their next full cast audio dramas for the Ninth Doctor due for release in November 2022. Well, that's next month. Following their recent return in uh, Doctor's Legend for. of the Sea Devils, the aquatic monsters are back once again in a box set opening uh, audio adventure but this time they're in space uh, the doctor they're back once again like a renegade master sorry back once again like a renegade master gotta watch the ill behavior the doctor Christopher <laughs> Eggleston, also meets the first woman awarded a nobel peace prize we've still have face- some recording level issues uh debbie was way too loud and and oh, I'm sorry. Oh, shut up, shall I? Oh, back, back off the mic a bit, Deb. Back off. I'm going to get up to you. Uh, Adam, Adam is still. Shut up. I'm still sat exactly where I have been God. all evening. So have I been loud, Kirby? No, just. Some, I think that he adjusted something and changed. I haven't that. adjusted anything. Shut up. We've always told people don't mess with your knob during <laughs> recordings. Yeah, never, never, never. Never twiddle it. You never oh, know what comes out the other end. Um, I'll forget that one. Right, moving on. Uh, Demon Quest on vinyl. Oh, Tom uh, looks so frail. He in looks that exceptionally picture. frail, oh, didn't he? Uh, he looked I, like I, the Queen. Oh, yeah, exactly what I was thinking. It reminded me of the last few pictures of the Queen. Yeah, so, yes, yes. It doesn't look good for Tom. So, but uh, let's not be soothsayers, though. <laughs> yeah, well, he got let's wish him a happy. Got to prepare ourselves for sadness. Um, so that that uh, well, you got some news apparently, Ben. You said. Yeah, it was just to do with how David Tennant and Catherine Tate got back into doing Doctor Who. Uh, I was reading an article earlier, and apparently... Are they back in? Really? Apparently, such spoilers... They are for the special, yeah, they were seen filming, remember? I know! But not for for this month's special, though. That'd be for the anniversary special. Yeah, they're in for Doctor Who's anniversary, not the BBC centenary special. Um, And it all came about during COVID, when they were doing some Doctor Who watch-along things, and everyone was pressing play on the episodes at the same time, tweeting along, uh, tweeting along with it. And uh, after one of these um, episodes, Tennant and Tate and um, 
what's his name? Um, uh, uh, yes, him, Scottish bloke who runs it. Yes, um, all kind of like we're talking to each other, and uh, they go, uh, Catherine Tate went, wouldn't it be fun to do all this again? And they go, ah, well, yeah, David went, yeah, let's do it again. And um, showrunner bloke goes, well, you never know. And then, <laughs> Does he? <laughs> and then it turns out that he did know because he had already been offered the chance to take over again. So he got back older than both, said, do you want to do it? And they said, yeah, go on then. So that's how they have got back in Doctor Who. Good. Thank you for that, dear uh, Benjamin. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like I say, we, we did mention, obviously, The Power of the Doctor, the new Doctor Who episode, is um, going to be aired later this month. Uh, and apparently, according to IMDb... It will uh, finish next month. And a half. There you go. It'll be what? IMDb. It'll be yeah, an hour and a half. IMDb, it'll be what? An hour and a half. An hour and a half. Okay. But do we have a date yet? <coughs> no, not as far as that. Not a problem. <laughs> Although I've got one in my um, I've got one Man, in my diary, and I don't know where I got it from. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> so that leads us back to Mr. Shoveler with the results. Uh, you mean these results? Hi, welcome back to How Aged Are They, the sensational quiz show game that sound. is getting all around the internet and people are talking about it and it won't be long before it's on UKTP Gold. Uh, let's have a look at the answers for today's quiz. Number one round was Nicholas Briggs. He was the voice of the Daleks. <laughs> and you can see why he did it and not me. Born on the 29th <laughs> of September. Uh, what ages did we have guessed? Well, in fourth place. And gaining a whopping six points is Adam, who guessed he was 55. No, 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 Adam. Robert said 64, even though I did try and... <laughs> so he's in third place and gets three points. Um, in second place with one point is Debbie Melrose Place, because first place saying he was 61 years old, which is... <laughs> It's an exact answer, everybody. It's an exact answer. Kirby gets no points for that round. As I said, I knew the answer. As we heard. And, and, and I was, I was, I was we totally afraid that someone else was going to pick that one before it got around to me. Well, you should have told me I'd have come to you first just to spoil the game. <laughs> well, I don't know who you're going to pick ahead of time. Nicholas Briggs, oh, I know how old he is. Okay. <laughs> Let's come to you first, Kirby. <laughs> Round two was Tallulah Riley. That's uh, Miss Evangelista. Robert, it's Miss Evangelista from Silence in the <laughs> Library and Forest of the... <laughs> she was born on the 26th of September, but how aged are they? Well, Robert said she was 54 and will definitely get a punch in the face if they ever meet. Um, Adam said she was 34 and is in third place and gets three points. Kirkby and Debbie both get one point each because they said 38 and 36 and indeed she's 37 years oh, old well done miss evangelist master master, master 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 yeah what i have after that i've decided to look her up hey. she's she's married to elon musk who is she uh, poor woman <laughs> i know wow. who is married to elon boy. musk <laughs> Who? If you ever meet her, you got Tanner. Uh, and round three was Ian McNeese. He's ever so McNeese. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
he was born on the 2nd of October, but how aged are they? This is quite an incredible sequence of results here. In fourth place, scoring four points was Robert. In Whoa. third place, scoring three points was Adam. In second place, scoring two points is Kirby. And in first place, scoring one point is Debbie. You said he was 75, 76, 70, and Debbie said 73. Well, actually, he's 72 years old, which means this week's results. This is a whopping, whopping result. Let's have a look at this. In fourth place, it's Robert with 24 points. In third place, with 12 points, is Adam Pearson. And... Winning today, we have joint winners just like the first London Marathon. It's Debbie and Kirkby <laughs> with three points each. Oh, what an amazing! Well done, well done, Kirby. Well done. What an amazing By the way, this is the that first time. Thank you very much for all playing, listening, watching, and taking part. We'll see you next week once again on How Aged Are They? Have a great week, Toronto. Last June, uh, I tied with Adam. Did you? I don't care what you did last June. June. We've been doing it that long. Right, anyway. We've been doing it since... When was the first one? Don't know. I don't don't know. Yeah, it was about May, actually. Right, yes, it was March, actually, wasn't it? But anyway, look, today was the London Marathon. And in the London Marathon... You ran it. No, I didn't. I actually set some of it up on uh, Friday, but that's a different story. Um... Um, oh, that's and... right. You rigged it. Yes, I did, I did <laughs> rig some of it. Yes. So anyway, in well, London Marathon, the person you wanted have, to win, win. They have pacemakers. I don't care. They have pacemakers, you see, and people who drag the elite athletes along to keep them going at a certain pace. And so far in today's podcast, we have got to this point within one hour. So acting as today's pacemaker. Come on, guys. Let's keep up this pace. Let's keep it going. We might have, might be out of here by half past eight tonight. That would be oh, amazing. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Yeah, I don't think we've ever gotten to this point so Mary, Mary is not going to believe this. We are on for a PB tonight, guys. Let's keep it going. I'm definitely yeah, on for we, a P. We actually had a decent amount of time for talking about the story. There's not much feedback. Oh, for God's sake, you're life. letting yourself down now talking about uh, patting yourselves on the back about actually being able to do the, do the podcast at <laughs> a reasonable pace. pace. All right, in three, two, one, Q Pearson. Right, I just wanted to bore you for a few moments. Yeah, obviously, you know, I've, I've mentioned your, about Your recording seven. level is terrible. Shut up. He is right, though. I, I'm sorry, it's not recording, Neville, because I have a microphone here, which is, I don't use that one for the actual the show. Well, then, us the hearing one, him on really Skype. I don't know why it's doing yeah, that. We, we, we're having your level. It's just Hello, off. can anybody hear me? Yes, get yes, off with it. That's it, all right, it, then. The trouble is, if you to hear me like this, you have to look at my chest. Just Can I camp. just say to be here at eight o'clock is is good going, guys. Let's 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 not procrastinate any longer. Let's crack yeah, on, right on with the go. podcast. Fancy well, if cost, you shut up, on. shut up, right then. Anyway, so I just wanted to go a little bit about. Uh, anyway, I was um, looking through. Uh, I've bought about the famous people in my family tree, um, but no, I, I just accidentally stumbled across because my my mum's um, granddad or great granddad or whatever uh, was a chap called a woman sorry called um, great grandmother then um, <laughs> called Elizabeth Hodgson yeah? an early one was no, no, I found this by accident Elizabeth Hodgson anyway so I thought these Hodgson's go back a few generations quite a long way back in fact um, to 
the 15th century. So I thought I'd go on that amazing website called uh, My Famous Kin and type in the word Hodsall. And lo and behold, one of my ancestors come up on this um, thingy and um, turns out that their son was, a, oh, sorry, daughter was called Benet Hodsall. And That's that the woman second was time the, you've done that kind of thing. Shut up. But um, Benet Hodsall was the mother of one of the people at the Boston Tea Party. Um, and that Hodsall then had uh, lots of lots of kids going back through and eventually uh, arrived at uh, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Marie Presley. So uh, I found that Lisa Marie Presley is my 11th cousin, which is slightly closer than, than the king is, uh, my 18th cousin. So that was quite interesting, I thought, anyway. Um, what we, Oh, you said something about fancy con, didn't you? Well, we... Oh, God. Star. Oh, I've got to let the dog out after letting her in. Go. Oh, yeah. So I'm coming fa- out, in, out and shake it all about. So, uh, did I mention last week that, uh, sadly, Jessica couldn't, can't make it? Oh, no, that's a shame. Um, but, um, After all that work trying to get her. Simon Fisher-Becker has booked his boat and everything. So, it, it, I could almost say, uh, barring all disasters, Simon's certainly coming along. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, that, at least we'll have, a, we'll have one guaranteed guest. But, yeah, it's, um, so that's exciting. He's, he's fab. Uh, we've also got... What did I mention, Debbie, this week? Because I thought, oh, they're going to be really fat. Oh, yeah, obviously, Clem Sowen is, is is sort of um, chatting about all the films he's done and behind-the-scenes stuff. That's going to be quite exciting to, uh, to listen to. Paul Wilson will be doing our stage hosting. Goes, oh, God, get Ben to do it. <laughs> Happy birthday um, to my brother, who's 15, so I can't. Um, there's still um, things in the pipeline, not necessarily guests. We did try to get Peter Davison, but he's he's filming in in November, so that uh, that didn't happen sadly. Um, so yeah, it's just a case. Peter of... Davidson, you know. I know. I was trying to <laughs> being weird. So yeah, it's just a case of um, encouraging. Being weird people. doesn't work for you, Kirby. Go back to being pedantic. It's brilliant. Uh, um, well, actually, he was being factual because he said who. <laughs> I was hoping we can persuade people to come along to the event and support it, basically. Because uh, it's not been that easy uh, publicising at this time, because I've been so busy. Um, and that's been the problem. Uh, Deb's right. My Deb was right. Uh, I'm too busy to arrange a, a Comic-Con. And you're also hard to hear. Adam, you do know that I'm just sat here doing nothing other than teaching Ina all day. I can use my brain on something for you. It's fine. We just need people to... to to spread the word and get people to come to it and not slag it off like apparently they did on, on a Star Trek group in Hampshire apparently some somebody said it was um, they, they compared it to Island Con as a fiasco, that's right so basically because Island Con was a fiasco they decided, yes I remember that yeah, yeah, yeah. they decided to yeah. say that our event which is a completely different event was going to be a fiasco so that, that generated an argument on that page which I wasn't involved in Hasten Point out uh, but I sent my my by sort of social media henchmen to sort them out, i.e. Roy. So, yeah, we just want people to come along, have a bit of fun, get dressed up. Um, you know, it should be a good fun event. It's only one day out of your time. And the other thing about it being on the 5th of November, we have one event uh, being ours uh, throughout the day, and then John Giddings, the the proprietor of the Isle of Wight Festival, has set up a firework display uh, around or one of on one of his parts of land up near where the festival site is, uh, which would happen after ours. So, and also you probably be able to see the fireworks from 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 FantasyCon site anyway. So yes, um, please FantasyCon.net, uh, come and buy come and buy tickets, come and see us, and uh, let's have a bit of fun. Uh, so that's what I'm going to say about FantasyCon, and um, 
I don't think there was anything else. Oh, yes, what we watched this week. Yes. Uh, what I watched this week, uh, I've been watching Bake Off and uh, yeah. Married at First Sight. And, oh, is that, um, is that anything like Baywatch? What? what Married at First Sight? <laughs> no, Bake Off. Bake Off. Um, also been watching um, that um, Crimes uh, Gone Viral on uh, Discovery Plus. Very good. And, of course, Murder on C- Murder, uh, CCTV. We haven't watched She-Hulk this week, so that was a bit naughty of us. We need to pick up on that again. Um, and Oh, The Voice, because we had uh, Millie Lake was on it this week. Uh, and I, I filmed her so many times, and it's quite quite a proud moment. I was, I was thinking, almost like somebody I know that's on The Voice, and they got three chair turns and everything. She's only 16. She's a fab singer. Uh, and I always thought she might become quite good because she could sing like that when she was 12 and it's you know, her voice really did stand out and all the shows I filmed out very very lovely young lady so that was quite good this week on the voice and obviously strictly and I'm sorry if people don't like the fact I like strictly I love strictly I think it's a Saturday night event for me it's like, it's like the old days we sit Saturday night events you're, you're sitting and you watch used to watch like generation game doctor Who and all these things that were on BBC that evening and, and that's what strictly is for me it's a family uh, television event. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, and of course there's yeah, also I, I don't object to it. The Masked yeah. Dance, which we watch on, you know, afterwards, because I much prefer to watch Strictly. I used to watch Dance. the American version of Strictly uh, with my mother ten yeah. years ago. So they got some. Oh yeah, another thing about Strictly is um, Paul Armfield, who's a friend of mine. His cousin is Ellie Simmons. And uh, he came in the shop today. I said, oh, yeah. Ellie did really well on Strictly. And uh, she said, oh, yeah, we're really proud. We didn't expect to be able to dance that well. And she was also on uh, Blankety Blank the same night, which uh, is hosted by Bradley Walsh. You might have heard of him. And she nope. said that Bradley Walsh was a bit of a dick. So there you go. You heard it here first on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Bradley Walsh can be a dick. Yeah, you can barely hear it there because your volume is. Down. I don't give a tinker's cuss. Right then, so covered again. That's that's what I've watched this week. I really do need to pick up on Star Trek. I'm a bit behind on that. Quite a long way, in fact. Um, ben, what have you been watching? Um, just the usual rubbish, really. Uh, Bake Off because I'm made to. Uh, <laughs> the cricket. When I remember um, the. 2011 remake of Footloose we watched last night, which is um, killed an hour and a half. And that Doc oh. Martin. What? Uh, oh, are you just hoeing? Like, oh! Foot, foot, uh. Footloose is... I think that's the movie that I have a story about. Let me check if it's the one I'm thinking about. Go ahead. Okay. And um, Doc Martin, obviously, because that's wonderful, but only has a couple of episodes left. And then it finishes forever, and I feel like I'm missing something else out because we've watched something else, but I can't remember what it was. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do have a story about Footloose 2011. Oh, um, huh? unfortunately, I tell you what, let's do it about 20 past nine. What? What? Well, it's 10 past eight now, so if you do it about 20 past nine, that'll be great. Why? We'd have finished by then, Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> I did remember something, um, not that I've watched, but I did. Um, remember that series? I don't know if you watch it, Deb. It's called uh, Death in Paradise. Yeah, it's yeah, quite a good show. That, yeah. Apparently, there's a spin off coming called um, After Paradise, yes, uh, starring is. Chris Marshall, uh, yeah. set in Devon. That's Death in Paradise. Who's in that? 
uh, well, currently, it's, it's a rotating like cast. Every season, nearly now, mm. like Doctor Who, really. And but, I was told um, this yeah, by yeah. Joe Bone, who's a, a, a film screenwriter, but also does dabbles and a bit of acting. Apparently, he did a scene with Chris Marshall for the series. Yes. So well, go. what's happening with that is it follows up the story of when Chris Marshall's character moves back, and I think they move to Liverpool or somewhere. Um, and he becomes a detective there, and it's also got Sally Bre- Breton, Sally Breton, uh, the girl out of, um, uh, well, who was in um, Death in Paradise with him, and also is in uh, what you call it with Lee Mack, um, that funny comedy program. Uh, not, now? not going out. And there was a love. They talk about a lot of going out. There was a lovely tribute show about Bobby Ball uh, this yes, weekend. Yes, saw that. Well. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, and I also watched the uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute concert on uh, Tuesday into Wednesday, and then. Is that um, good? It is brilliant. It was. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I think it was. It was very repetitive from the first one. Um, It was. It was more happier than the than the first one. The first one was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Was more like a uh, like the actual funeral, and this one was like the party after the funeral. So it was. uh, It was more happy in that respect. Uh, but Dave still worried me when he walked off stage by just waving at the end. Oh, it was a little bit, oh dear, that might be that. So, um, And also, I did find out that Foo Fighters are releasing a Greatest Hits album in a couple of weeks' time, and that's never a good sign now, is it? No, no, sadly not. But I did get my Foo Fighters picture wall up. Have you seen that on Facebook? Yep. That's wonderful. I smile at that every time I come into my studio <laughs> now. <laughs> Who was talking last time? I've well, I've done my talking, so now I think Debbie, Kirby, oh. and Robert still have to do their bits. Okay. Uh, we well, said Debbie first. Might as well be her. Okay. Um, well, might, might as well, might Debbie. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what have I been watching? Um... Might as well tell us. <laughs> as you hear. I've been watching quite a lot of uh, the cults and murder documentaries on Netflix. What? Uh, just. The way it goes off of after watching the Jeffrey Dark Dark Woman. Oh, I didn't want to watch, watch that Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer thing. That, that freaked me out. Documentary. Oh, good. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, that was brilliant. The Summer of Sam documentary series was good. Jeffrey Dahmer thing was brilliant. Oh, and, I got to watch uh, that as well. I've also been uh, trying to watch Andor, and then we have watched um, Power of you know, the Rings of Power. That's been getting really good. <laughs> Enjoying that very much. Yes. Power of the Rings. Yeah, the Rings, the of power. rings of Power. <laughs> the Rings of Power. Yes, we've watched that, and then obviously quite a lot of stuff with Isla. So I've been watching a bit of Monster High, a bit of Lolly Rock, <laughs> all oh, that been... sort of thing. Hold on, Debbie. Um, Debbie, you can't say things like that on this podcast. We're we a watched... clean living podcast. <laughs> you might have been watching something to do with monsters, but you don't need to admit you are high. We watched the Adams. <laughs> we watched the Adams family again. And the new newer cartoon. Which Adam's family? Is that the um, cartoon or the... Yeah, we watched the original. Yeah, we the... were off your face yeah. watching that as well. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what time of night it is. They aren't quite. Often. <laughs> I was high as a kite, man. We were watching watching this film where some some old bloke attached a load of balloons to his house and it floated around a while, man. It was absolutely <laughs> crazy. And the dogs were talking. I mean, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's about it, really, this week. So we're trying to get outside every chance we can get. We actually were outside for ages last night with the fire on. It was brilliant. In the rain with great big umbrellas with the chimney on. It was fantastic. So we're still trying to stay outside, but the the uh, TV quota has definitely upped exponentially since since two weeks ago. Thank you. There you go. I'm yeah, done, yeah. Robert. 
uh, been watching Andor, which I quite enjoy. They, I haven't watched they, that yet. The last episode ratcheted up a bit. Ratcheted up, I should say. Ratcheted. Uh, I learned how to use ratchet straps this week. Uh, what? I learned how to use a ratchet strap this week. Oh, lucky you. Uh, well, I won't well, ask why. The word ratcheted. Ratcheted. Uh, ratcheted. Then I worked out how to use ratcheted straps. I, I, yeah, they're pretty easy to use. Well, they are now. If you don't know, though, you don't know. What were you moving? A, a body in a carpet? It was rich uh, uh, marathon. No, no, actually, it was a different job. It was 17 44 inch tallies and five 55 inch screens plus uh, 10 stands in the back of a van. So, you know, I didn't want it rolling around. And it didn't the whole yeah, way. You home. don't want to, yes. them to fall out of the van. No, you don't want the tellies rolling around. They're kind of like worth Definitely a bit. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, you watch. Sitting comfortably? Night put... Sky. Did you, Do you get interrupted, Night Sky, then, any of you? No. The floor's yours, Sorry? Robert. Do you like Night Sky? Have you heard of that, any of you? No. No. With uh, Sissy Spacek and no. J.K. Simmons. Oh, I've heard, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. No. They've got a um, under their shed. They've got a um, a portal to another planet. But you said under their shed. <laughs> what? Under their shed. What? They lift their tops up, and there's a portal to another planet. <laughs> no, that's. That's kind of like oh, really, dear. Really That's an ugly fans version. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> sorry, uh, Robert. I'm so sorry. I ran with that the wrong way. Acid. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, it's a shame they've only got the one season because Amazon went and cancelled it. So, um, but it's we well worth it. Four seasons right? in this country. I recommend it. It's well worth it. Uh, what else have I seen? I saw. Um, Farmer Wants a Wife, um, which probably you guys find boring. Have you heard of a show called, like, Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds? Yes, yes. I love that. They, they did one this year called Old People's Home for Teenagers. And i tell you what. Oh, I saw a clip from that. After every episode, I'm crying. It's It's so moving. It's such a beautiful show. Um, well worth a watch if you can watch that kind of thing. Um, what else did we watch? Oh, the Amazing Race. We always watch The Amazing Race. Survivor, because uh, they come back. Where do you guys find the time to watch all this stuff? I don't know. I've been uh, out of work from 6 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock oh. in the evening every day last week. <laughs> I've ordered nothing. I finally Someone's got around to finishing the Abominable, Abominable Snowman uh, animation. And yeah, it's a lot better than their other work that they did. You know, like how long, did it take, how long did it take you to draw it? Well, it wasn't me. It's them. Um, oh, sorry. It was just the way that you said you'd finished the abominable yeah. snowman animation. I thought you were, you know, coloring it all in. Not so, me. Lots of white. The Indian animators. Um, but I, what really annoys me is that it melted. No, they've oh. got. Troughton's eyes as being green, his eyes in real life are blue, and what's worse is that somebody else did the animation for the title sequence, so they did got the um, the doctor, you know, like as you'd see in the normal thing, but it's got an animated uh, drawn doctor anyway, and his eyes are blue in that, and then you're watching the the uh, show, 
and it's got his eyes as being green. I mean, it's There's a small that. thing, but buzzing sound again. And long arms. They got some arms. They just can't get the body proportions right. It's so annoying. But other than that, I quite enjoyed it. It's a good story. Um, and some lovely extras on it as well. Uh, so if you get a chance, I'd recommend that to have a, a good watch. Apart from the nipples with it. Nickels, I should yeah, say. Well, nipples. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, um, what else well, did I watch? Well, I mean, I think... I mean, don't, don't have twiglets if you don't like them. That would be my advice. Stick to Pringles. I like triglets. Oh, they, they're, they're the nibbles of your choice then, sir. There you go. Uh, oh, did you hear that uh, the next season of the Umbrella Academy is going to be the last? Now, which season would that be, um, Robert? Would that awesome. be season, season four? Four would be the next one. Season four? Season four. Yay. Which is still upcoming. Like no one's going to get one. Oh, that's the next season. No. Four. Well, not here. Four. I know. Four. Here. Four. <laughs> We're playing golf. Four. Uh, so, yeah, um, what was I saying about that? Oh, yeah, so that's going to be the last uh, coming up. So, yeah, sad news of the number of shows not making it. But there you go. Thank you, Robert. And that's what I've been watching. Derry Miles says, is FantasyCon still on, Adam? Only you haven't mentioned it. Well, <laughs> Lillian Robbins says, I wish I could attend FantasyCon. So, so do, do we, I. Lillian. We could have a special section mm. for your legs. What? what? That would just be complete. What? So you can see like 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 a make a, make a box where you can only see <laughs> Lily's legs. legs. Wow. Right, I do believe that we still got one person left to <laughs> tell us to tell us about what they've been watching this week. So I've just got to find appropriate. Right, hold on, before you say this, Adam, I do want to point out that yet again, as the pacemaker, it's now twenty past eight. We've, we've made good ground this evening. Yeah. Kirby, don't let us down. Here we go. Sprint. <laughs> Kirby's trying his hardest to bore us And to make it up as can You know he's going to ignore us Maybe you will go for a wee Too bad your uh, recording levels are so bad Yeah, it's very... Anyway, well, the, the first time I wanted to say I, I sent you guys in a private picture of uh, Oh my years... god, Kirby, don't send that That's awful <laughs> 11 years ago <laughs> Um, 11 years ago I was uh, living with my sister for a couple of years because of a job situation and, and I was helping take care of my mother but anyway uh, I was that was just outside of downtown Franklin Tennessee and that was where I was living when we, I first got on the podcast by the way anyway uh, they had the the premiere of Footloose in downtown Franklin and uh, I walked downtown because it wasn't very far at all and took lots of pictures. And there's that buzzing again. I can hear buzzing now. Yeah. I still can't hear buzzing. Anyway, more of a hiss than I, the took, buzz. I took lots of pictures of the stars on the uh, red carpet. So there's my footloose story. Not in the sky. Had you been working so hard, punching your card? Eight hours for what? I'll tell me what have I got. <laughs> I got this feeling. It's time to hold it down. Everybody, bum, bum. I'll hit the I thought you wanted to make this. I thought you were the pacemaker. Gonna cut loose. Put 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 loose.
Please, 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 please. Tell you what, you said the audio's <laughs> off. I've just checked Skype. It's working perfectly all right. What? I said I've just checked Skype. The audio's working perfectly. I can see the, the little thing whizzing up and down the screen quite nicely. So, yeah. well, I don't know why. It shouldn't be whizzing Everybody up and down the screen, Adam. Oh, I'm done quiet. Yeah, oh, I've not seen either version of Footless. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> so uh, I've been to the yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask one of these days. Anyway, I actually I've not watched all that much in the past week. I've been busy with other things. Uh, I did watch Rings of Power, of course. It's coming out. <laughs> I'm back. I've watched, I've watched the most recent Rings of Power, uh, watched uh, Doctor Who for some reason, because we had to talk about it, and uh, I, started, I started watching the new Monsters movie, which is interesting, because uh, there's, apparently it's a very Marmite movie. Well, uh, clip you, shared earlier, clip, you shared a clip earlier with Sylvester McCoy yeah. in it, and I wasn't <laughs> sure what to make of that at all, to be honest. Maybe is that Eli Roth did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. I I'm only about halfway through it because I keep getting interrupted watching it. But sorry, probably by yourself, Kirby. It's 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 fun. It's over the top. It's silly, and I think that's bothering some people. Uh, I was never a monsters super fan. I prefer to Adam's family. For, Me too, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I prefer the Partridge family. I, I, You'd get more moral <laughs> stories with the monsters, wouldn't you? It'd be more morals than than, yeah. than Adam's family. I've got both on DVD anyway. Yeah, I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah, and their theme <laughs> seems to stick in my head more than the uh, the, the yeah. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was interesting on Facebook yesterday, speaking of one of our fellow podcasts, uh, the Earth Station One podcast is about to talk about it. And the two mics apparently have completely opposite views on it. So when they talk about the movie, it's going to be very interesting. Very divisive. Uh, the, well, that's Marmite for you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I said. It sounds like I mean, you guys are going to have a real Marmite uh Oh, I also my, my mics have got two different views in my studio because one looks one way and one mic looks the other way. <laughs> Marmite. <laughs> Which yes, you said the two mics have got. You said the two mics have You said the two mics have got. on toast. How come uh, every time I speak, you start speaking? <laughs> <laughs> you said. <sighs> Two mics have completely different. Oh, oh, the two mics. Yes. Yes. I'll try and tell a more easy joke for you to understand next time. Uh, Kirby, I want to Kirby, I want to ask you a question because you they're, they're both friends oh, of mine, and I just they I just can the two mics. Yeah. Two mics. So so I missed that entirely. Kirby. Sorry. Kirby. Yes. Oh, I've never done that before. Kirby. Kirby. Um, Kirby. Just wanted to hey, ask Kirby. a question because obviously from the part of America that you come from. Um, so obviously you may have called your father Ma or Pa and your mother Ma. Hang on. No. Ma and Pa, you know, your parents Ma and Pa. Okay, yeah. So no. I just no? 
I just wondered, you know, with um, yeast extract, whether you, your pa didn't like it and your ma might. just filling here, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Master, Master, I'm afraid that I've been um, Naughty? doing another podcast. <gasps> Naughty. <gasps> Naughty. Well, the thing is, is I introduced myself as uh, one of the presenters on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. But uh, this is a podcast, you know, when I, mean, I went to when I went to uh, Dragon Con, when I snuck into Dragon Con a couple oh, of weeks yeah. ago, <laughs> I, I um, noticed the, I had met these people who do this one podcast called Star Pod Log. I met them at uh, Hulanta. The last Hulanta, and they had been inviting me on the sh- they invited me on the show way back when it was like three years ago, but then they never got back to me to be on the show, and then I saw them in the parade at DragonCon and sent my recording of the parade to them on their Facebook page, and then they invited me to start doing stuff on the the show. But Is that the, the Starpod Log? Starpod Log. I think I did one of them earlier. <laughs> uh, the 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 concept of Star Pod Log is they, well, they do some other things, but mainly they go back. Did, did you guys ever see the magazine in the uh, '80s called Starlog? Yeah, yeah, I like Starlog. Yeah, Starlog was was great, and all of Starlog is archived on the Internet Archive. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Think they so. they pick they pick a an issue and then they send it out to their contributors. Unfortunately, the thing I don't, I'm sorry guys, if, if you, if the, uh, StarPod log people are listening to this, the thing I don't like about this is that I don't get to interact with people. They simply have people record segments and then they put oh, them together. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. so they gave me a, an assignment to read an article in a 1981 thing about the, how Doctor Who was syndicated in the U.S. So I did a, a little segment on that, how w- what it was like to watch Doctor Who on PBS. And there's Kirby, that. can I ask you something? Yes. Uh, because you're talking about no. syndication there. No, it's about syndication. Um, because some people actually prefer the versions that were broadcast than the actual versions of the DVDs and that. It's funny. Uh, are you a bit like that? Do you like some of the syndicated versions, or? I don't know. The the we had some. Uh, I don't remember anything really with it. That we just start like doing om- omnibus versions and things. Like oh that. no, the, the the omnibus. I was never exposed to the omnibus versions when I was watching it on TV, so oh. I never saw that. Uh, because some I, I know still they want. To people to search down versions of it for them because they like those versions. Yeah, I, I in fact, I, I discussed that sort of in this that particular thing, which is in Starpod Log number 23, and I mm. touch on it in Starpod Log 24, which hasn't come out yet. Oh, my just, I don't number I, them, though. I, I, <laughs> I just recorded something the other night for them about the last Tom Baker stories, which was a... Uh, I don't know why I just got a highlight from Netflix saying the monsters was on Netflix. So good grief. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so easily distracted. 
Yeah. Anyway. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. It's half eight now. Come on. Let's push through. <laughs> yeah, what have you been watching? Come on. It, I, I told you. I said not watching. much. Now, I'm telling you the other thing I was doing. Okay. I wrote another article about the the last three years of Tom Baker because there was an article in June 1981 where this the United States PBS got those last 74 episodes. Marvelous. <laughs> what we watched this week, you could have covered that quite easily with nothing. One more. Yeah, yeah. I think we should put a time limit it, it on that. It says it, the very first thing I said is I'm Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Where the call is? Perhaps that's where you should podcast. have stopped then. Yeah. Right then. <laughs> you don't want me to mention what the podcast? No. Yeah, no. but we don't need what you to spend ten minutes telling week? us that you mentioned the podcast. Oh jeez. <laughs> interrupting me. Right. Okay. I think. Anyway, I'll hang on. Let's I, see I if anybody else has survived that. that. Yep, they appear to still have two asleep viewers. Right then, so uh, next week we'll be looking at The Lodger, starring a certain Mr. Corden before he became an American star. And um, that's uh, another filler Use episode. the term star loosely there. Yeah. Has, has, a, has a, a certain um, lack of a certain bit of eye candy in that episode, but I'm going to still enjoy it anyway. What? And Lily Robin says, get on with it. Eye candy. I'm pretty sure she's not directed that at me. Amy. Amy, yes. Anyway, so that's what we're going to do next week. I'll just make sure it will be next week rather than oh, next I won't time. be here next week, sorry. I won't be here next week either. What? I won't be here because Man United oh. West Ham and I need to waste two hours of my life watching more of that <laughs> shit. Uh, well, it was apparently a very um, interesting game between Manchester City and Manchester United today. I was watching the goals. The goal flashes come in while I was at No, work. weekend at my mum's. Uh, I was watching the money go up in my uh, 365 account during that oh, match, yeah. Adam. So I, was, I was quite happy with the result. Well, especially in that trick, you mean? Right then. Are Sorry. we recording on the. You well, I've got a bridal show that day, but I'll be home by the time we. Um, well, I'm sure Mary will be around. Record. So, yes, I, I do intend to Robert record. Robert will be around, Kirby will be around. So, yeah, I'll be, you've still I'll got be, a compliment. Well, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still trying to Sunday. lose weight, so I'm still a little bit round. <laughs> right then, so until then, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Somebody bring us back Alan T. Butcher. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye, Fancy Pants. Scarecrow. Oh, I need a star pod log. <laughs> <laughs>
20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.